Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about chronic conditions in pregnancy. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash chronic conditions in pregnancy or in the antenatal care section of the Zero to Finals Obstetrics and Gynecology book. So let's get straight into it. Women with existing health conditions may need additional management of both the existing health condition and the pregnancy. They're generally managed jointly by the obstetric team and the specialist in their health condition. Let's start by talking about hypothyroidism in pregnancy. Untreated or undertreated hypothyroidism in pregnancy can lead to several adverse pregnancy outcomes including miscarriage, anemia, small for gestational age and preeclampsia. Hypothyroidism is treated with levothyroxine, which is T4. Levothyroxine can cross the placenta and provides thyroid hormone to the developing fetus. The levothyroxine dose needs to be increased during pregnancy usually by at least 25 to 50 micrograms, or 30 to 50%. Treatment is titrated based on the TSH, or thyroid-stimulating hormone level, aiming for a low normal TSH level. Next, let's talk about hypertension in pregnancy. Women who have existing hypertension or raised blood pressure may need changes to their medications. Medications that should be stopped as they may cause congenital abnormalities include ACE inhibitors, for example, ramipril, angiotensin receptor blockers, for example, losartan, and thiazide and thiazide-like diuretics, for example, indapamide. Medications that are not known to be harmful include labetalol, which is a beta blocker, although other beta blockers may have adverse effects in pregnancy, calcium channel blockers, for example, nifedipine, and alpha blockers, for example, doxazosin. Next, let's talk about epilepsy in pregnancy. Women with epilepsy should take additional folic acid, 5 milligrams daily, from before conception in order to reduce the risk of neural tube defects. Pregnancy may worsen seizure control due to the additional stress, lack of sleep, hormonal changes and altered medication regimes. Seizures themselves are not known to be harmful to the pregnancy, other than the risk of physical injury during a seizure. Ideally, epilepsy should be controlled with a single anti-epileptic drug before the patient becomes pregnant. Regarding anti-epileptic drugs, Levetiracetam, lamotrigine and carbamazepine are the safer anti-epileptic drugs in pregnancy. Sodium valproate is very strictly avoided as it causes neural tube defects and developmental delay. And phenytoin is also avoided as it causes cleft lip and palate. There are a lot of warnings about the teratogenic effects or the harmful effects in pregnancy of sodium valproate and the NICE guidelines were updated in 2018 to reflect this. 
Sodium valproate must be avoided in girls or women unless there are no suitable alternatives and strict criteria are met to ensure they do not become pregnant. There is a specific program called PREVENT, which is the valproate pregnancy prevention program to ensure that this happens. Finally, let's talk about rheumatoid arthritis in pregnancy. Rheumatoid arthritis is an autoimmune condition that causes chronic inflammation of the synovial lining of the joints, tendon sheaths and bursa. It is an inflammatory arthritis and it's treated with disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drugs or DMARDs. Ideally, rheumatoid arthritis should be well controlled for at least three months before becoming pregnant. Often the symptoms of rheumatoid arthritis will improve during pregnancy and they may flare up after delivery. The treatment regime may need to be altered by a specialist rheumatologist before and during pregnancy. Methotrexate is contraindicated as it's highly teratogenic and harmful to the pregnancy, causing miscarriage and congenital abnormalities. Hydroxychloroquine is considered safe during pregnancy and is often the first-line choice for controlling rheumatoid arthritis in women that are planning or are pregnant. Sulfasalazine is also considered safe during pregnancy and corticosteroids may be used to help during flare-ups. So thanks for listening to this episode on chronic conditions in pregnancy. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. If you enjoy the podcast and you want early access to podcast episodes, consider supporting Zero to Finals on Patreon at patreon.com slash zero to finals. And I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about medications and pregnancy. <laughs>